Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Me, I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm your other co-host, Sydney McElroy. And uh, Sid, it is the second episode of this year's Maximum Fun Drive. The, That's right. The Max Fun Drive, if you're uh, in, <laughs> if you're in cool, hurry. If you're in, oh, I thought you meant like if you're in the know. Yeah, if you're kind of plugged in and in the know, it's the Max Fun Drive. Uh, every year we come to you and say, hey, can you help us make these shows? Because we literally can't do it without your help. Yes. Um, and we're at, well, the way it works is you go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. And then you say, I can I can pledge five bucks a month uh, for, for these shows. I, the, this is worth it to me. I can pledge $10 a month, maybe $20 a month. You like this stuff. You want to hear more of it. You want us to make it better. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, MaximumFun.org forward slash join. When you go there, in addition to, you know, helping the, make these shows possible, you're also going to get some gifts. $5 a month will get you over 200 hours of bonus content. Chock full. From all the shows. All the shows. Not just this great show. All, all the great the, shows. From all the years. All yes. of it. Yes. It's all waiting there for you. It, we can't make this show without you. This is how we pay our bills. Um, and, you know, Jordan Morris over at Jordan Jesse Go uh, has a good metaphor. He says if you, you would tip a bartender – for a drink, maybe tip a podcast that you enjoy. Buck, buck a podcast, buck a drink. You know that kind of idea. It's like a tip. Here, here's a tip. Thanks for thanks for podcast. Hey, yeah. I'll take it. Take yeah, it. I like it. it. No matter what the metaphor, the address remains the same. Maximumfund.org forward slash join. We'll talk more about it in the middle of the show. But right now, Sid, we have something so special. You know me. I'm I am so thrilled about this. I think yes. it might have been my idea. It, this was your idea. Yes. Uh, I don't remember. Do you this is the second. Here? Do you want more light? Sure. This is the second time we've done this, actually. And I can't remember if it was your idea or my idea the first time around. Um, but either way, you were the one who suggested we repeat this for Max Fun Drive. So welcome to the. I don't have a catch, catchy name. Well, I I'm literally sure named up, I'm this. I'm sure you'll come up with one in the moment. I named it Sawbones Quiz 2021. You can do better than that. Come on. Uh, the uh, Sawbones Trivia Extravaganza, Super Sawbones, hmm. Super Secret Sawbones. Don't look at my face too much. You don't, you don't want to read into it. <laughs> just just go with your gut. Super Secret Sawbones. Quiz, quiz. of Interesting Information to okay. Inform and... We've gone off the DVD spine at this point. And the text is <laughs> too big. Entertain 
There's too much. It's and an impress ac- your friends. It's a 2021. Really, it's a great acronym, folks. <laughs> if you put all those letters together, it's hilarious. You're going to lose it. Um, yeah, this is the Sawbones Quiz, where Sydney is going to ask a series of questions. And if you've been paying attention over the past, what, 12 calendar months? It's about a year. Yeah. About a year. It's, it, it's, it, they're mainly episodes that we did actually throughout 2020. I think I maybe uh, got a couple at the end from the beginning of this year, but they're pretty much all from 2020. I know that you have all been aching to relive 2020. Yes. And here it is. Your In quiz big, form. Your big shot to do just that. Uh, well, Sid, I'm thrilled. I'm. I can't wait. Let's 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 get now. If you, here's the great part about this: you, yes, you can play along at home. That's right. And these are again based on all of our episodes from the past year. So if you've listened, you may know some answers. It's okay if you don't, though. Yeah, that's fine. This doesn't go on your permanent record. <laughs> so, question number one. Okay, w- William Cunningham. The most I want to close. Hold on, I need to close my browser tab because I don't even want to be. I don't even want the it, appearance of impropriety. Mm-hmm. The most William Cunningham, the most famous of the grave robbing ghouls, yes, of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. allegedly did all of these heinous acts except one. Was this one of the? This is like our last live show, right? I believe so. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one? So he gave a smallpox victim to a group of medical students who tried to cheat him. He weakened at Bernie's a corpse when the cops happened by. He attempted grave robbing even during the daytime. Or he mailed a corpse via American Express. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I feel. Which one did he not do? This is hard because you did this one when I was actually in the throes of like that live energy. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, the energy from the audience, that loop, the love, I guess you'd say from like me to them, them to me. You to them, them to us, you between me, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to remember. It's a very I, Chicago moment you're having here. Um, I would say, okay, I I, re- I feel like I remember the American Express one. Um, you know what? I am going to say B, the Weekend Bernie's a Corpse. I am so sorry, but you are wrong. Hey, good start. He actually did do this. Oh, my God. Uh, when the cops came by and he had a corpse in his carriage, he set him up next to him and pretended he was just a really drunk guy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, the <sighs> correct answer was C, attempted grave robbing even during the daytime. Seems the least audacious yeah, of, right? of these choices, but he actually didn't do that. He, right. he did stick to nighttime and did all the other things. So if you got that one right, get one point. Question two. Will all these be worth one point? Do you have a sliding point I mean, scale? I don't really just... have a sliding. No, okay. because I have I have harder ones and easier ones so that I wanted everybody to feel good. Okay. All right. You know. All right. All of these were acceptable items to apply to a wound in order to form laudable pus, except one, which. So if you remember, we used to think that when your wound got all smelly and covered in pus, it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. So because we wanted that, that was pus. yes, we wanted that. That's why it was laudable. It's part of the healing process. So you could apply all of these things to form laudable pus, except one. Which one? Animal dung, honey, pigeon blood, hot irons, 
or soap and water. Animal blood. Pigeon. Animal dung. Animal dung. Honey. Honey. Pigeon blood. Pigeon blood. Hot irons. Hot irons. Soap and water. I'm going to say soap and water. Justin, you are correct. Bing, 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 bing. That's right. We did not recommend soap and water. What no. good was that if you want it to get all covered in pus? Yes. Was that one of the easy ones to make people feel good? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I, I mean, I got it right, so I probably yes. <laughs> it's so hard. I, I mean, I did the episodes. I put them together, and I was looking through my my show notes to put together this. You love, so it's, you it's, live it's, this. I mean, you like it all it. seems, you know, it doesn't seem as hard to me. Yes. Question number three. What was the radical suggestion made by Ignaz Semmelweis to decrease the incidence of childbed or puerperal fever? What was his radical suggestion? I have choices, but you look like you need need, you look like you don't need it. Don't even need it. Okay. You don't need it. I know you know the answer. Okay. I can see it in your face. You want me to give the choices though for those playing along at home? Of course, yes. Your choices are A, a mustard and vinegar poultice. B, laxatives to balance the humors. C, wash your hands. Or D, only deliver babies at night. Um, I I remember this because we talked about it with who did we talk about this with recently? Do you remember? We talked yeah. about Semmelweis recently. And about the idea that washing your hands was. Who, who do we talk? We about were guesting on a show. Were we? Was that? Oh, I think it was on. Um, Go fact yourself. Yes, is that where we mentioned it? I maybe I don't know. We're going to be on Go Fact Yourself, uh, which is another Max Fun podcast in. A couple of days as you're hearing this. It's you, you have to listen to it. If you like either one of us, listen to that episode, go pack yourself. I know the answer is washing your hands. That's right. Which seemed very revolutionary at the time. Yes, that's right. He was ostracized by all of the medical community. Um, spent the end of his life sort of being mocked and ridiculed. And then years later we went, Hey, <laughs> that was actually a good idea. Yes. Number four. That's how I'm going to be with Oak Island when, like, people all die and people will be like, we still haven't found it. And then a few years later, they'll be like, hey, we did find the treasure on Oak Island. Justin has been right. This entire time, boy, there is egg on our proverbial faces. You actually medically can never die, so. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I, I just decided that. Oh, excellent. So. I've long suspected, but imagine my relief. Question number four. Uh, no choices for this one. I'd say this is maybe a harder one, so I have a clue. So no choices, okay. What infectious Monster. organism is named in honor of the two researchers who contracted it and died of it while studying it? And you said you had a clue. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For on offer. I available. have a clue. Do I have to do a physical challenge the to clue, earn it? The clue is uh, Rickettsia prowicecki. Rickettsia prowicecki? Uh, there's so many science people who are like, well, now I know. Just give me the answer. Rickettsia prowicecki. That's the scientific name. Oh, of the Of thing. the organism. Of the organism that causes... Date you me give me the answer? Yeah, give me a syllable. <laughs> well, you started with Thai. Typhoid fever. Close. So typhus. Close. Typhus. 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 Named for Howard Ricketts and Stanislaus Prowcheck, who both tragically perished of typhus while studying 
typhus. That's that is a that is a bad beat, but a, but a, a legacy. Yes. On question number five, which of the following factors helped create the atmosphere that led to the cholera riots? Was it A, there were no good treatments for cholera, so those taken to the hospital often died? B, doctors had recently been arguing publicly that grave robbing was pretty okay. C, no one understood that it was spread by water and not miasma. D, one doctor misdiagnosed a woman in labor as having cholera. Or E, all of the above. Uh, okay, one more time. Come to me one more time. All of them again? Yes. Quickly. This, this, this should be my right as a contestant. A, there were no good treatments for cholera. What's so- the question? <sighs> What's the question? Now you just have to guess. All of the above? Yes. Here's a quiz taking uh, tip from me to you kids. <laughs> if somebody gives you an all of the above and there hasn't been an all of the above, oh, it's all of the above. Well, I just wanted to get in all the factors that led to the cholera riots because I thought that was a really interesting. Yeah. And if I you remember, f- nobody trusted your the government. Hubris, your hubris led to a free point for the J-Man. I haven't been keeping score. Uh, what are we at? How many did I, have I gotten I right? I have no idea. It's almost too many We're, to count. That was question number five, but I don't know. You missed one. I, well, I missed the last one, and I've missed the first one. Justin, I think I've gotten three out of five. Question number six. Where was the first anti-mask league formally founded, and in response to what illness? Uh, the first anti-mask league was in... Oh, man. Was it San Francisco? Yes. Yes. And what was it in response to? The... The... Uh, uh, the... F- Flu of eight nineteen ten nineteen 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 eighteen. You got it. it yes, the influenza pandemic of nineteen eighteen. I'm gonna call it the, Spani- the yes. Spanish flu, and that's why I was struggling because I didn't want to call it sometimes the Spanish flu. misnomered the Spanish influenza. Yes, very good. Uh, in our episode that proved we have apparently hated masks since masks existed. Yeah. We just, you know, <laughs> some things never change. Uh, question number seven. Where was the site of, arguably, history's deadliest parade? That was, I have choices. Mm, okay, let me hear the choices. I'm pretty sure I know, but Philadelphia, Boston, St. Louis, or Huntington, West Virginia. <laughs> the Spider Parade in, of Huntington, West Virginia of, <laughs> of 2016 did claim a lot of uh, innocent lives, but there, I, there was also the parade that I stopped. So. It could have been the answer. Yes, when Sydney stopped the parade for COVID. <laughs> Huntington's biggest buzzkill. <laughs> Sydney McElroy. Um, Philadelphia. That's right. Yes. The Liberty Loan Parade in Philadelphia, uh, which did lead to a giant outbreak of the 1918 influenza pandemic there in Philadelphia. Boston did have a parade, not as deadly. St. Louis canceled their parade, so they didn't end up Boston like Philadelphia. Boston was a trick, right? Because I remember some Boston Boston was a trick discussion. because Boston did have a parade, but it did not lead to the massive number of cases that okay. the Philadelphia parade did. According to Dr. Duncan McDougall of Haverhill, Massachusetts, what is the weight of the human soul? 21 grams. I don't know if I should give this to you. 20 Grams? 21. 21. Point. Point. Three. Great. Uh, you're going to give that to me. Oh. Guaranteed. <laughs> Absolutely. You're giving that to me. They called the movie 21 Grams, so you can't really fault me for that. If you remember, this is from the episode where we talked about Dr. Duncan McDougall, who did indeed try to find the physical weight, the actual tangible weight of the human soul by weighing people before and after they died. Bonus follow-up. 
How much, according to Dr. McDougall, does a dog soul weigh? Well, dog ear is probably divided by seven, so let's say three grams. I am so sorry. According to Dr. McDougall and his experiments, dogs have no souls. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, gosh. What a delightful episode. He, I'm thrilled to revisit. He couldn't find any weight. Um, absolutely. But you're, I'm not even that bummed out about it because it was a bonus point, so it's not even that big of a deal. Question number nine. Can you describe the second trauma theory for memory, memory loss associated with head injury? What is the second trauma theory? Oh, the second trauma theory um, is that if you get bonked on the head once and it causes you to lose your memory, you can, as depicted in many Tom and Jerry skits, uh, get bonked again and regain your memory. <laughs> that is exactly the second trauma theory that many people did believe for a long time, even though uh, Francois... Bichat, who came up with it, really had no evidence or cases or anything to back it up. This, this theory persisted <laughs> for a long time before everyone finally agreed, no, no, head injuries are bad. It's just like the freaking uh, jukebox in Happy Days, right? <laughs> if Fonzie just hits it the right way again, it'll start start playing anew. Whether an even number or odd number of head traumas, <laughs> do not do not intentionally sustain head trauma. Uh, Justin, question number 10 before we go to a quick break. Which Surgeon General does Sydney have a painting of hanging in her office? Oh, this is a free. Do you want to give people a no? You've said it before on the show. Well, I did a whole episode about this Surgeon General, yes. so I feel like there's a chance they'll know. It is Joycelyn Elders. That's right, Doctor Joycelyn Elders. A hero. My if hero. I'm, yes. I'm be yes. I initially this question was who was the best Surgeon General, and then I felt that's like wild. right. I felt like that was so subjective and not fair for a quiz. And oh, like, and like that's who just has my the, opinion. Who has the time to debate it? Right? Because right. you could go by so many different <laughs> metrics, and it's like also everybody can weigh in on that. Would love to. So I went with something concrete and factual that I thought many people might guess. So that was question ten. Uh huh. There was eleven points available because you had one bonus. Yes. So out of eleven available points, I'm sitting pretty at eight. I'm feeling you're really good. You're doing about really, this. especially since you're a co-host of the show that this is based on. Yeah, but I'm looking. <laughs> but when you're talking, I'm usually looking at like meters and stuff like that, and trying to think of great jokes to say. Uh -huh. So I think like if you listeners at home, like get on my level, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but right now, before we get into any more quizzing, right? Which I, I'm very much enjoying. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the time of the maximum fun drive, um, and we are once again asking you to. Uh, join with all the other Max Fun listeners in helping us support this great network. How does it work? So if you say, I want to give um, five bucks a month, it doesn't just go off into space somewhere. It gets distributed to the shows that you say you listen to. Small portion goes to Max Fun to help run the network, and then the rest of it just goes straight to the hosts. Because what makes Max Fun cool uh, as compared to a lot of like other the terrifying monolithic podcast networks, it's, <laughs> it's all artist owned, audience supported, right? It's just people working together because it makes this most sense. It's a, a, a podcasting collective, which mm -hmm. I may be so bold. And we just like each other. We just, yeah. we have a good energy. <laughs> most, I would say most. Um, <laughs> but I have a why... long time feud with Mark Gagliardi. Everybody knows mm -hmm. this. Well, this is well publicized. Yeah. And that's why when you when you go to the link, when you go to donate, you can uh, choose which shows you listen to. Mm -hmm. And we hope that if you're listening, you choose Sawbones among them. 
there's other gifts. Like we mentioned, five bucks a month gets you 200 hours of bonus content, 200 plus hours of bonus content. There's so much good stuff in there. Um, if you, but if you, uh, can do $10 a month, first of all, thank you. Second of all, um, you're going to get a beautiful, uh, uh, maximum fun pin, um, uh, which this is our last year for some time doing like these enamel pins. Um, and every show has their own. I think ours has a horseshoe crab on it and it's mm-hmm. very cool. It's a very cute pin. They're all designed by Megan Lynn Cott. Yeah. They're beautiful. You can pick any one you want. Um, it's so worth it. And these, these gifts are available for new donors, but also upgrading. If you're sitting at five bucks a month and you can do 10, then you're going to get uh, a pin as a way of saying, thank you. If you're at, if you can do $20 a month, oh, wow. You're going to get a take a minute tea kit, which, uh, lets you drink a delicious tea created just for you by the Anwishes Tea Company, uh, a special blend of interstellar orange tea, which is good hot, is good iced. You'll get a rocket strainer and a tray for you to use. Or you know what? If you want to get a hat with the Max Fun logo on it, um, you can absolutely do that too. That is an option also at $20 a month. There's other gifts, like at 35 bucks, there's an insulated cup, plus all the other stuff before it, but you're not in it for the gifts. I, I know you, listener, you love uh, the stuff that you love and you want it to keep happening. Um, we've had such a lot of fortune uh, from from y'all uh, who have supported us over the years. You've made it possible for this this show used to be really really tough <laughs> for especially once we had kids. Used to, to be really to really in tough to the to few hours in. when I wasn't at work or or raising children. Yeah, it used to be like the 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 ninety minutes or whatever sometimes that we'd have or an hour <laughs> some nights that we'd have together. Sydney would at night before we went to, fell asleep. Uh, city we have to spend every night like trying to research the show and I think being able to scale back on on hospital work um, as a result of this has like let you improve the show do deeper topics more in-depth topics it, um, it really has it's enabled us to do a lot more with sawbones than I knew we initially could do and I think it's made the show better it's made it more interesting for you more informative hopefully more entertaining because Justin's like more awake when we're doing it yeah um, it allows us to pay our wonderful editor, Rachel Jacobs, who makes this show sound great week in and week out. Um, and uh, it and just, pay the taxpayers for our theme song. Yeah, that's right. And pay the tax man when he comes and dips his hand in our pocket every March 15th. Thank you very much, Joe Biden. Taxes are our patriotic duty. <laughs> yeah, I love taxes. Everybody knows this. Um, we're, 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 we're well established on the, on the subject of taxes. <laughs> we are pro-tax. Pro-tax. <laughs> Pile them up. Anyway, that's a weird <laughs> note a to weird. hit in the middle of a medical history podcast and a pledge drive. But, yeah, but MaximumFun.org forward slash join is our – they built the dam. The Hoover Dam was built by your tax. Look at the bridge. Look at outside the bridge outside your door. <laughs> you too folks. can be part of something great right now, yeah. much like the Hoover Dam. <laughs> <laughs> By joining Which was our a community, terrible, actually a terrible uh, claimed a lot of lives and actually a pretty brutal undertaking. Anyway, uh, we are so off the beaten path. Maximumfund.org first slash join. Just go there, please. We really need you. Uh, we we if you don't go, we won't hit our goal. And if you and, if and you can't ruined. right now, share if you could share our show. If you could, you know, on social media, wherever, tell a friend something about what Tweet we about do. What the network means to yeah, you. Yeah, that that helps too. All of that really helps, and we we so appreciate it. If you are someone who donates, if you are a member of the Max Fund community, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um. All right, let's get back. I'm ready, Sid. I'm ready right. for more. Question number eleven: Which of the following grounding products? Do you remember grounding or earthing? Yeah. 
Which of the following grounding products isn't real? The grounding mat, the grounding pillowcase, the grounding shoes, or the grounded zero gravity heat and pulsating massage relaxation chair? I'm going to go with grounding shoes because I thought that was the whole thing with grounding is that you wanted that connection to the earth. That is correct. Yes. Very good. I wondered if you would catch that. That was the trick. It would. You, you feel like they would try to make you wear grounding shoes anyway, even though the whole thing with earthing or grounding is that you just walk around barefoot and you get special electrical charges from the earth and it cures all that ails you. Yeah. Um, that's not true. But there are a lot of products you can purchase. Yeah, for sure. Question number 12. Ben Carson and the My Pillow Guy think that which of the following extremely toxic poisons is a secret cure for COVID-19? Is it A, arsenic, B, oleander, C, cyanide, or D, strychnine? Um Come on, Justin. Ben Carson and the My Pillow Guy agree. Is it oleander? That is correct. Yes. They I was uh, waiting for you to talk about um I was waiting for you to say, uh, what's the other thing? The thing that everybody was, uh, hydro, you know, the thing that everybody was like. Hydroxychloroquine? Yeah, there we go. No, well, that's not an extremely toxic poison. That's just a I medication know, that. word that came into my head. Ah, okay. No, I was trying to just throw you off with other poisons. Mm. They were not telling you to take arsenic, cyanide, or strychnine. Yet. They were telling you to take oleandrin, which is a derivative of oleander, which is an extremely toxic poison, cardiac glycoside, which if you take too much can kill you. I'm I'm worried that the my pillow guy may now even have my best interests at <laughs> heart. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think you can apply malicious intent. I just think it's that we shouldn't take medical advice from the my pillow guy. Fair. There's a lot of advice you shouldn't take from me. Mm-hmm. There are many th- you know what I don't know a lot about? Pillows. <laughs> can I tell you something? I got I, one of, I got one of his pillows before he, he was uh, the heel turn. Uh-huh. Uh, that he made. Yeah. Everybody knew he was a bad person. Uh, and it's not even that good of a pillow. Also. <laughs> so maybe you shouldn't take even pillow the, advice even the from pillow him. isn't that good. I'm just saying you shouldn't also take pillow advice from me. I don't know anything about it. I sleep on whatever pillow Justin puts under my head. Yeah. Or not. Or my daughter takes from me, so I just sleep on the mattress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very... This is why you, you need to donate me, so I can get another pillow. What you said about me putting whatever pillow under your head <laughs> was very strange, and I'm not going to editorialize on it at all. <laughs> I No, I, can I? Yeah, I didn't mean sure. to sound strange. Because you are always into finding a better sleep experience, and so you tend to get new pillows more frequently than me. And I'll try your, like, the one you didn't like, I always try to see if, like, well, maybe it'd be better than this other pillow. Because I'm not picky. I can sleep anywhere on anything. I sleep, I sleep in a bad way that, like, I've done a good amount of research on it. Everyone agrees it's bad for you to sleep on your stomach. It's mm-hmm. not good to do. So it's hard to find a pillow designed in my terrible, dangerous way of sleeping. Uh, so, yeah, I have struggled. But this is not about that. No. I just take your hand-me-down pillows, so I know a lot about Sleeping down. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number 13. Yes. While all of the following were attempted, which was considered the gold standard of care for a patient suffering from nostalgia, which, if you remember, were clogged animal spirits in the memory center of your brain, mm-hmm. back in the 1700s? So all of these were attempted, but which was the gold standard, the one that worked best? Was it A, wine and mercury, B, dairy products, C, putting the patient up high in a tower. D, returning them home. Or E, bloodletting. 
It was returning them home, right? That is correct. Yes. The only cure for nostalgia. Yeah, go back. Send them back home. Go back. That's the only thing you can do. They got garbage pail so kids you, cards now. Just go back. Get, we, buy them again. See if it fixes it. Well, we used to think that nostalgia was an illness. Yeah. Mostly suffered by soldiers away from home. Other people too, but but really focused on soldiers. And you, they really did attempt all these things, including putting people up in a high tower and having them drink a lot of milk to see if it fixed it. <laughs> it was an association with the Alps. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, question number 14. Which other animal-based test for vaccine and drug contamination did the LAL, or Limulus amoebocyte lysate test, derive from the blue blood of horseshoe crabs, yeah. replace? So we now use this horseshoe crab test, but what other animal-based test did we use before that, before we got this? Was it A, the elephant inflammation test, B, the prairie dog fever test, C, the rabbit pyrogen test, or D, the sloth sedimentation rate gambit? You wish it was D, but it is C. It is C, the rabbit pyrogen test. That you, is correct. Oh, and by the way, folks, I wish you could have seen how proud Sid was of herself when she read the one about sloths. Because it <laughs> beaming like she just watched our child graduate from Princeton. I like, what a thrill it, it she had at reading It just tickled me when I came up. I was trying to make up different. All of these are fake except the rabbit pyrogen test. But I thought sloths, sedimentation rate, mm, gambit. <laughs> I wish that was a real thing, but it's not. No, we used to, before we figured out that the blood of horseshoe crabs will coagulate in the presence of certain bacterial toxins, endotoxins, um, showing us that there's bacteria there and that something is contaminated. Before we figured all that out, we used to just inject stuff into rabbits and see if they got fevers, mm -hmm. which was bad for rabbits. So yes. this test that we have now with horseshoe crabs Typically does not kill the horseshoe crab, although unfortunately sometimes it can. Typically it does not, so Sorry. more humane. Thank you, horseshoe crabs. You are wonderful. We love you. Yes. You're on our pen. Thanks, horseshoe crabs. And a shirt. We and really a shirt. merchandise horseshoe crabs. <laughs> we really love horseshoe crabs. Question number 15. Where does the bioluminescent bacteria photorabdis luminescens, responsible for the angel's glow, mm -hmm. live? You don't get a choice. In, I mean, what am I going to say? Like in wounds, Cleveland, Orlando, in wounds. Okay, it can live in wounds, but that's not where it. That is not where it's trying to be. The bacteria, yes, the angels glow is because it was in wounds, but where, where does it reside? In the ground. No. Where? In the gut of nematodes. Oh. Remember from the Heterorhabditis family. Yes. Wow, that was a tough one. Yeah. Sorry. So it lives. It lives inside a parasitic worm. The bacteria that glows that made the wounds glow during the Civil War that was called the Angel's Glow, and they thought it was, you know, spiritual. Ah, uh, it was really just this bioluminescent bacteria that lives inside the gut of a nematode, and then it pukes it up. You know, and then it glows. As a bonus, do you remember where the parasitic nematodes? Would be, because they weren't they weren't just in the wound. That's not good enough. In the typically, where do they? Where are they? In the in the feet. They live inside a hollowed out insect larva. How do you know? How, uh, why, of course, I remember this. Yeah, because you're nasty. I know it was the nastiest thing. 
That's two points I missed out on. I'm really sorry. I'm spiraling. I'm really sorry. The bacteria live inside the parasitic worm, which lives inside the insect larva. Ugh. That's right? so grody. Right? It's grody. I know. It's all, and it was all inside the wounds and then made them glow. Question number 16. How does Pliny the Elder recommend treating dropsy? I think this is hard because all of these things are something Pliny the Elder has recommended, and you have to remember which one was for dropsy. That's not happening, but I will try. Okay. A, drink boar's urine. B, drink bat blood. C, eat a deep-fried canary. D, put some weasel ashes on it. Or C, no, E, (laughs) went backwards. (laughs) Onion suppository. There's literally no way. No, yeah. you're just getting... I know, this uh, is a hard one. Deep fried canary. I'm so sorry. That is the that is the cure for a hangover. Mm, of course. How can I not remember any of Pliny's wild cures? We wouldn't want to try an onion suppository unless you had hemorrhoids. Putting weasel ashes on it is only good for your eye when you have a cataract in there. Drinking bat blood is the cure for snake bites. So you do indeed want to drink boar's urine when you have dropsy. I'm so sorry. Mm. You really seem bummed. You're not really trying to win this, are you? I am trying to win it. I'm coming <laughs> back. I got. I smell a comeback that got harder in the second half. Here, you're going to get this. Which of the following does mewing supposedly fix? Mewing? Yes. Crooked teeth. A, crooked teeth. B, sleep apnea. C, COPD. D, unattractive face shape. Or E, all of the above. Hey, folks, listen. It's E. <laughs> what did I tell you? It's E. That's right. If you just position your mouth with your tongue in the roof of your mouth at all times, you can fix all of these things, including your unattractive face shape. As a bonus, which of these has it has mewing actually been scientifically proven to fix? Is it answer none of them? That's correct. None okay. of the above. Got it. That, that was, was just that was Sydney's little uh, soapbox moment. <laughs> All right, question number eighteen. We're almost at the end. Okay. Which of the following was not the focus of a blue light experiment by A.J. Pleasanton? If you remember, A.J. Pleasanton believed that blue light could cure things or make things grow better or whatever, and so he put blue glass up in places and then had the light exposed to the things. Which of these things? Cows, pigs. Sheep, grapes, or humans, which was not one of his experiments. Cows, pigs, sheep, grapes, or humans. Sheep? That is correct. Yes. He started with grapes, he went to pigs, then to cows, and then finally to humans. And he had, he declared that it all worked. Sadly. If only he had tried sheep, he would have found out that it was not <laughs> Sadly, it did not work. Uh, blue light does not make you grow bigger or better or juicier. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a grape. <laughs> if you're a grape. Or a me that just wants yeah. a little a little more juice back there, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Question number 19. Which of the following did Pliny the Elder not claim as an effect of St. John's work? These Pliny ones are so unfair. I know. I know. They're hard. Okay. Which one of these things does Pliny say St. John's work can't do? It can do all these things but one. A, stop bleeding. B, act as a diuretic. Make you pee. Get fluid off. C, stop diarrhea. D, Fix a sore throat, or E, sciatica. Which one does it not work for? I feel like the diarrhea, uh, diarrhea, um, um, 
diuretic is actually a, a trick that I uh, a trick that you're trying to play on me because those two would seem to be con- contra- contrary. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, sore throat. Hey, you're right. Yay. I thought you were gonna be wrong there. That's right. Plenty said if you take St. John's Wort, it'll stop your bleeding. It'll make you pee, but it'll stop your diarrhea and it'll fix your sciatica. Huge. But it cannot help your sore throat. Huge. He had lots of other treatments for that, I am certain, and they were probably nasty. Last question. Last question. Number 20. You're going to get this right, I feel. Bring it home. I feel like everybody's going to get this home. one. If you've had a rough quiz, don't worry. Got a, little, a nice grounder to round it out. Which of the following will happen when you get a COVID-19 vaccine? Mm. A, you will be microchipped and Bill Gates will follow you. B, you will be susceptible to the influences of 5G. C, you will gain superhuman strength and abilities that defy physics and the constraints of mortality alike. Or D, you will develop an immune response to the novel coronavirus, protecting you from infection, hospitalization, and death, as well as bringing humanity one step closer to achieving a level of group immunity that will protect the medically vulnerable, those who do not yet have access to the vaccine, and those who are too young or unable to receive it due to an allergy, thereby making it possible that we can all hug each other again as soon as possible. It seems like you've written E here, all of the above. You've written E, all of the above. <laughs> I did not e, put that. All of the above. I did not put that on there. Oh, no, it's D. That's right. So go get your COVID vaccine. And you know what? Ask somebody. You know that one person. You know who it is in your life that maybe didn't get it yet. You know who. And a lot of people, the majority of people, just maybe need a little push. Just a just, nudge. Just a little That's nudge. That's what we've learned about direction. vaccine hesitancy. Like, yeah. there's a die-in-the-wool group that ain't going to get it no matter what, but there's somebody you can reach. So maybe go give them a nudge. Um, that is going to do it for us. I for those uh, uh, competing with Justin, I got seventeen out of a possible twenty four points. I believe mm. there's one bonus point in the first round, and then three in the second round. So seventeen out of twenty four was my uh, final score. That's pretty good, Justin. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, you are a co-host of the show. Yes, but again, I'm coming up with jokes. I'm looking at meters. It's all very maximumfund.org forward slash join. This is our last chance to talk to you about this before the pledge drive ends. Um, So please don't hesitate because you will forget about it. You'll think about other things to do. Right now, take the opportunity to go to maximumfund.org forward slash join. It'll only take a second. And um, you can help support the stuff that that you love and make sure there's more of it. And then it gets better. and it it honestly does mean so much to us that you have supported us so much over the past ten years and made this possible. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, really, I don't I don't think without your support, without your help, I don't know that we would have been able to keep the show going at all for this long. And mm-hmm. I certainly don't think that uh, I would feel like we could produce the kind of content we can um, now. So thank you. And every year, you know, after the pledge drive, people start, there are people that fall off. There are people that can't keep up with it. There are people that cancel. There are people that whatever. I mean, the the numbers dwindle uh, each year. So we need fresh, fresh bodies in the fight. Or if you've had to, uh, uh, you know, drop off earlier, maybe there's a chance to hop back on if it's financially a little easier for you. We know the past year has been, and obviously this goes without saying, but past year has been an absolute nightmare if you've been financially hurt by it in a way that makes it impossible for you to give there's no absolutely no we still love having you as not that you need an internet stranger (laughs) to get to pardon you but consider yourself pardoned we appreciate everybody who listens to the show of course whether you donate or not and again if you aren't in a position to 
sharing our show, tweeting about it, talking about what it means to you. It really, it helps us because, you know, it motivates other people who maybe are in that position. Like, you know what? Actually, you're right. I do love this thing and I would like to support it. Thank you for inspiring me. And if you do, you know, feel free to tweet at us with the MaxFunDrive hashtag so we can say thanks. Um, And and let let us know how you do on the quiz. If you want to, you don't have to. Yes, but that's a great- But if you want to tweet out your score, if you want to brag. And if you want to throw in the maximumfun.com forward slash join link in there, that's great too. (laughs) If you you did better than Justin especially, and you want to let him know. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Oh, thanks to taxpayers for the use of their song Medicines as the intro and outro program. Thanks to you for listening. We'll be back with you next week. Until then, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fund.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.